If you continuously have trouble sleeping, or the person you live with does, it can really affect your entire life, from productivity to relationships and beyond. But sleep apnea could be the cause, and it's more common than you may think, with about 200,000 cases a year in the U.S. alone. Today, we're discussing obstructive sleep apnea, what causes it, the symptoms, how to treat it, who's most likely to experience it, and more. Our guest is Dr. Ying Yang, a cardiologist at Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Welcome to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. I'm Maggie McKay. It's great to have you here, Dr. Young. And as someone whose husband snores all the time, I am very interested in this topic. Thank you for having me here today, Maggie. Of course. First of all, what is obstructive sleep apnea and how does it differ from other types of sleep apnea? That's a very interesting question. Most of the time, people sleep at night, they breathe slowly and deeply. However, when patients have obstruction in their airway, they can develop obstructive sleep apnea. Those are the most common cause of sleep apnea. In this country, there are other rare causes that central sleep apnea, but that's something rarely seen, and I think we can leave this to a pulmonologist to discuss in the future. And how do you know if you have it? What are the symptoms, and is there a test for it? I, as a cardiologist, probably see more sleep apnea patients in the pulmonologist because most of the patients in their mid-age men coming to see a cardiologist complaining of palpitation at night, poor sleep, shortness of breath, headache, lack of energy, dyspnea and exertion, and elevated blood pressure. Those are the most common symptoms suggesting you have a sleep apnea. And is there a test for it? Absolutely, yes. You're going to need to have a sleep study, which nowadays mostly perform at home in your own bed at your comfort, that you can have a machine that monitor your breathing pattern, measuring the oxygen level, and we will know the next day if you have sleep apnea or not. Is that device called a CPAP? CPAP is the machine we use to treat sleep apnea. But for diagnostic purpose, there are machines that we use in the doctor's office that can be given to the patient to do the testing at home. And if someone's claustrophobic, for example, and they don't want to have something on their face, is there another way to treat sleep apnea besides the mask, the CPAP? That's a very interesting question. I remember the days when I started dealing patients with sleep apnea. The mask is massive. It covers the whole face. Most of the patient cannot tolerate but this has changed significantly over the years. Now, most of the people can use the nasal pillow that is only a small device over your nose and it's not going to cause major compression or discomfort on your face. That's great. So they have alternatives. That's correct. Can sleep apnea affect your heart function? And if so, how? That's exactly the question, and I thank you for asking. That is why I see most of those patients, and I send them for further evaluation by pulmonologist. The reason is, if I leave those patients alone, tell you, hey, you have sleep apnea, leave it alone, you don't, want to, you don't want a CPAP machine, that's okay, I'm not doing your good. Because over time, with untreated sleep apnea, patients develop early high blood pressure, they will develop atrial fibrillation, which will lead to heart attack and stroke. Wow. So it could lead to death if untreated. Absolutely, yes. 
Is sleep apnea more common in men or women? Sleep apnea is absolutely more common in men, but women can have sleep apnea, and they don't have the typical body shape to suggest sleep apnea. So women should also pay attention to their sleep pattern if they snore and if they have these symptoms during the day, drowsiness, headache. If so, don't hesitate to have it checked out. And why is it that it's more common in men? That's a good question. I do not know. But I think, generally speaking, it's related to the size of the neck and the crowdedness of the throat. Is there a surgery you can have to get rid of it for good, or does it ever last a lifetime? Doctors have thought about this many years ago, and we had tried all kinds of surgeries, but nothing proven effective. Therefore, the only treatment we recommend nowadays is sleep apnea, is the CPAP machine. And there's no medicine? There's no medication. There's really no surgery. Is it something you maintain, or can you ever get rid of it permanently? That really depending on what's the cause of the sleep apnea. Most of the time, we're seeing sleep apnea in patients with obesity. So weight control is definitely the first thing to go. However, there's a significant amount of patients that there's no weight-related issue. It's an anatomy-related issue. Basically means their airway is crowded, their neck is crowded. Therefore, they can develop sleep apnea without a weight issue. And besides losing weight, are there other ways to prevent it? Not really. Is there any correlation between those people who snore and those who have sleep apnea? For instance, are you always a big snorer if you have sleep apnea? Generally speaking, patients who snore may or may not have sleep apnea, but patients with sleep apnea almost always snore because the airway obstruction. How much does lifestyle come into play with people who have obstructive sleep apnea? It's very, very important to control your weight. If your weight is, your BMI is above 35, you do have increased risk of developing sleep apnea. So exercise regularly, weight control is the very first thing we discuss with any patient with diagnosed sleep apnea. Are there signs of sleep apnea that a patient could be aware of? People who wake up frequently at night, feeling they may need to go use the bathroom, so they have prostate problem. They kick a lot. We call it restless leg syndrome. If they snore heavily, they wake up in the morning with a dry mouth, sore throat, and headache in the morning, or they feel drowsy during the day, low energy, having difficulty to concentrate, feeling they're having difficulty to memorize things, feeling shortness of breath with exercise, those are all the signs of possible sleep apnea. And Dr. Young, there's a new chin device that some are calling revolutionary when diagnosing sleep apnea. What's that about? The whole idea of sleep apnea is around the neck area, there's obstruction. So the air cannot get into a lung freely. So anything that can open up the airway is the treatment. Same thing as the idea we talked earlier about to do an operation, open up the airway in the past as this as this chin lifting device. It's try to see without any invasive procedure, are we able to lift up or open up your airway? But it is depending the case by case. Most of the time it doesn't work. So is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't cover about sleep apnea? I would say 
try to avoid any heavy alcohol use or any sleep pills if you know you have sleep apnea because that can worsen your sleep condition at night and get tested and get treated as soon as possible. And what kind of doctor do you go to first if you think you have it? The pulmonary doctor is the one you go to have a sleep study. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. We appreciate your time, and this has been so helpful and educational. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Again, that's Dr. Ying Yang, a cardiologist at Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Thank you for listening to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. For more information about sleep medicine, please visit montefioreslc.org. That's montefioreslc.org. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all other Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall podcasts. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out all the other Doc Talk episodes. Until next time, I'm Maggie McKay. Be well.